You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on today's show, we're going to dive deeper into the Big Ten Media Days. We didn't talk a lot about it yesterday, but we did list or hear from Tyler Linderbaum. We heard from Tyrone Tracy Jr., and we also heard from Zach Van Valkenburg, and we also heard from Kirk Ferentz on the side. So we're going to talk about that, what they said, what it means, a lot about recruiting and what Kirk Ferentz had to say on recruiting, which I thought was a really interesting piece of news. We also got some news that there were a lot of extensions in Iowa Hawkeye Nation, a ton of extensions for our head coaches, our deserving head coaches. So we might not cover that today specifically, but I do want to at least note who got extended? Fran McCaffrey got extended through June 2028, which we knew. Tom Brands through June 2028. Lisa Salucci through June 2026. Lisa Bluter through June 2026. Renee Gillespie through June 2026. Rick Heller through 2026. Dave Delaney through June 2026. Megan Mensel through June 2024. And women's tennis coach Sasha Simid from or through June 2024. So we're going to cover all that. On tomorrow's show, more than likely, talk a little bit about Fran McCaffrey. Although it's not necessarily news, I'm sure this is going to get people probably pissed off, those people who do not like Fran McCaffrey. So I want to tell you why Fran McCaffrey is actually a fantastic coach and a great representative of the Iowa basketball community. That is something for tomorrow. Again, we're going to get into some football talk today, though. Um, Before we get to the interviews, it has been made official. The Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns have basically submitted their um, their official notice that they're going to be leaving the Big 12. So um, it is it is made official. There's a lot of rumors floating around. As we get more information, we'll make sure to cover all that on Realignment Talk. If you did miss yesterday's episode or Friday's episode and you want to hear about Realignment Talk, definitely check those out. We are here every Monday through Friday. Let's get into the show, though. We'll kick it off with Tyler Linderbaum's interview. Um, lots of questions for him. I thought really, uh, not a ton of insight, but he did speak very highly of several guys. So, um, specifically there's a couple questions, one on name image likeness. And he said he would love to be working with Nike. Probably, uh, just a reminder that Tyler Linderbaum does have a t-shirt or basically some t-shirts that his uh, family has been selling, um, on the side called the bomb squad. I've already purchased one. Definitely highly recommend check it out. Prices are phenomenal. Um, but again, kind of expected for Tyler Linderbaum. One of the things I noticed was just how humble he was throughout that entire time talking, uh, never wanted to focus on himself, only wanted to focus on others. When asked about how excited he was for the preseason awards, he said, reminder that it's just preseason. It's if it's after the season is cool. Nobody remembers your preseason award. So again, that humility that he's showing, I thought was really, um, really cool to see from a guy who is projected to be a first round pick has been getting a ton of um, hype and hoopla coming into the season after having a phenomenal season last year as well. But again, what he wanted to do was shower praise on a lot of other guys, including Nick DeJong and Cody and YA Black. On Nick DeJong, he said 
He has done a tremendous job being a former walk-on, and I'm excited and proud of him for earning a scholarship. He can play either tackle or guard. And on Cody, he said, Cody's going to help us a lot. He's the only guy who can play all five positions, and he is a leader on the O-line. So whereas a lot of people look at this offensive line and think, wow, we're maybe not in a good spot because we lost so many pieces. Tyler Linderbaum is really excited about those guys that he has next to him. And as the leader of that offensive line, not only is he supposed to say that, but it is exciting to see him kind of talk a little bit about, especially the tackles with Nick DeJong as a guy who is going to be getting a lot of snaps this upcoming season. He also mentioned, um, cause he got asked a couple questions about Spencer Petrus and he, he did mention, you know, it's not easy for a first year player, first year starter. He said, my first year is tough. There were times where I wondered if I belonged there. Um, And he said, what you want to see out of a quarterback, Spencer is doing. Again, with Tyler Linderbaum being the leader of this team, it is exciting to hear that when he talks about Spencer. It's also um, makes you feel a little bit better, right? When you look at how Spencer's uh, did his first year starting versus how other first year starting quarterbacks have done, you wonder why could he not put it together? But then when you listen to a Tyler Linderbaum or a Sam Laporta talk about how the game is finally slowing down for them or how, you know, they were struggling as, you know, first year starters, despite the fact that it didn't look like it to the outsider, it makes you realize, wow, these guys are, are you know, really haven't put it all together yet. And they're still doing such an amazing and phenomenal job. So I'm hoping it does mean good things for Spencer Petras. The only way Iowa is going to be a good football team this year is if Spencer Petras can at least provide above average or average quarterback play to above average quarterback play. Um, in regards to some of the defensive linemen, he said uh, specifically YA Black is he's a big dude. He's one of the biggest dudes I've gone against. He's definitely going to be someone who can contribute a lot of good defensive linemen. And that, that's a credit to Kelvin Bell. And we saw this when we looked through the pick six previews, their predictions. They mentioned Iowa's defensive line is one of the best in the country, and I believe the second best in the Big Ten, despite the fact they're replacing three starters and have a lot of guys who haven't had a lot of snaps. John Wagner has not had a lot of snaps. The next most experienced person on the defensive line outside of Zach Van Valkenburg is Joe Evans, a former walk-on quarterback turned linebacker turned rush end turned true three-down defensive end. That is not a lot of experience. So the fact that Tyler Linderbaum is pretty excited about that defensive line, the fact that we've seen so many other media outlets excited about that defensive line, it's definitely a question mark in terms of Kirk Ferentz's um, outlook. He mentioned that defensive line, they, they feel good about 8 of 11 starting spots for that defense, and three of those that he wasn't comfortable with, the three out of three, is on that defensive line. Um, you know, it's a lot of projections. So let's see if they can do better, but it sounds like, Tyler Linderbaum feels good about that defensive line, and so does Zach Van Valkenburg, which we're going to talk about here in just a few short moments. We're going to take a quick break and then get into that and Tyrone Tracy before wrapping up with Kirk Ferentz's uh, side press conference, which I thought was really revealing from a recruiting standpoint. I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, though, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB and UFC, MMA, Olympics, and upcoming NFL and college football action at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag and sign up for a free account today. And you can also get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs or prep for the runs to a gold medal. So again, go to betonline.ag, get that free account, and use the promo code code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and you'll get 50% off your or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, y'all, we are back for segment two of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We heard from Zach Van Valkenburg and Tyron Tracy. We want to break both those conversations down. Continuing with that defensive line theme, uh, Zach Van Valkenburg said, you know, in terms of the benefits of the spring, we have a younger group, so the spring ball has been huge in having team members been able to learn our defense, which I thought was a really interesting thing, the fact that a lot of those guys are playing scout team defense. They're not spending nearly as much time just learning the intricacies of Iowa's defense. He also mentioned three guys by name, Y.A. Black, he said, this guy is big, he's super athletic, and he's really smart. And he said, Deontay Craig and Ethan Herkett, we don't have a clear depth chart, but they've improved immensely from practice one to practice 15. As we know, Phil Parker, Kevin Bell, they like to rotate defensive linemen in and out, so expect between six and eight guys to get a significant amount of snaps. What we saw from the depth chart is currently John Wagner, Noah Shannon, Y.A. Black, and Zach Van Valkenburg. The only guarantee there is Zach Van Valkenburg. Now, I feel pretty good that it's going to be John Wagner and Joe Evans at the defensive end spot. And I feel pretty good that the starters are going to be Noah Shannon and Y.A. Black, considering all the hype that has come out of preseason or spring camp, all the hype coming into this upcoming season. But that doesn't mean they're going to get the lion's share of snaps. There's Look at what A.J. – not that we have an A.J. Epineza on our roster, but A.J. Epineza wasn't starting until his final season at Iowa, but he was getting starter-like snaps. So expect that from other guys as well as Iowa tries to continue to develop these younger guys. And hopefully we don't have a situation where we are losing three of our four starters again going into next year. We have at least a little bit more experience because we're going to get so many guys rotated in and out of there. He had a couple other questions, uh, which I thought was really interesting, just about Zach and Valkenberg, the fact that he was a D2 transfer, and the biggest reason he transferred was because of academics. Obviously, the football piece was a huge piece of that, but he transferred due to academics. He's already graduated with his master's, and so now he's basically, he said he's studying Russian as a language, and it's going to give him more time to watch film. Um, Long term, he said if he doesn't play football, he wants to work in the State Department or government. Um, Just a really interesting character, a great representative of the Iowa football team, uh, and really awesome to see. A, a transfer like that work out so well for the Hawks. Um, he also mentioned, which I thought was a really interesting quote. He said, any type of team that is a power team is actually going to give us a little bit more difficulties because they typically practice against the spread so much. So Wisconsin is actually, you would expect them to be an easier team to play against because they are very similar to Wisconsin, but because they're always practicing for spread looks, Wisconsin actually provides a, a bit more difficulty. Now, that being said, uh, another team that doesn't have so like a Indiana, for example, is going to have a tougher time against Wisconsin than Iowa is just understanding the defense and the offense because Iowa at least has that on their side, but Indiana doesn't. But I mean, it's still difficult for Iowa to be able to play Wisconsin and prepare for that when they've been preparing for the spread all season. That was pretty much it, though, from Zach from Valkenburg. Uh, Tyrone Tracy, I thought, was an incredibly well-spoken. What a great representative for the Iowa football program. Basically willing to talk about anything. And I thought he had some funny quotes. Um, but he did say there was obviously some uh, racial bias talk in there. And he mentioned that you know the biggest change was Coach Ferentz and that he's helped us out in multiple ways. He's put in place the DEI. It's a program that anyone can go to and talk about any issues they are dealing with. You can go there and let out steam. Before you could go talk to your position coach, but there really wasn't much more you could do. And he feels really good about that group. He also mentioned that him and Dane Belton and Kayvon Merriweather and Ivory Kelly Martin are on a group within the team. And they communicate to Kirk on a regular basis, at least once a month, letting them know what they're hearing, what they're seeing, what's happening. Um, I think the biggest thing... What we realized from all this is that uh, people were feeling like they weren't heard. That people were feeling like they weren't um, getting the help they needed in a lot of different situations. And there really wasn't an outlet if there was an issue with coaches like a Doyle in that example. 
um, or in, in the example of the racial bias issues. And the fact that they're opening up so many more avenues and allowing players to be vocal and speak up, I think is it shows that change. Now, we're going to talk about it here in a second, but obviously that is something that a lot of teams are negatively recruiting against. But I think, as Kirk has said, the only thing they can do is hit it head on and talk more about it. And I think when you hear a guy like Tyrone Tracy Jr. talk uh, about what has happened and what is going on because he has played such an integral role in helping continue to develop this culture into a better Iowa football culture, you have to feel good about the, tr- the program direction, that, the direction that this program is taking. And if you're an incoming recruit and you hear Tyrone Tracy talk, you've got to be pretty excited about where Iowa is heading at. He also had a couple comments about Spencer Peters and Keegan Johnson. He said Keegan is doing really well. There are obviously things he can improve, but he was developed beyond other freshmen. Overall, a very good wide receiver. And with Spencer, he said Spencer is the opposite of Nate. Nate is quiet, but you'll hear Spencer. He's a good leader. And that Spencer and Tyrone probably spend up to 90% of the week together. And they have throwing sessions twice a week. Um, that you know Spencer has talked a lot about the importance of throwing with anticipation. And Tyrone said... If he doesn't get it, because they work on that a lot, but if he doesn't get it, they're going to do it over and over again until Spencer gets it. That way they are comfortable together. Um, and he said, if it, if this offense can get going like we did towards the end of the year, i.e. look at Wisconsin, we can be a very good team. No one's going to disagree with that. If Spencer Petrus can put together, again, average quarterback play, can get the ball in the hands of playmakers like a Tyrone Tracy, who only had 14 catches last year, like a Sam Laporta, who were, was getting a ton of targets but not in the best positions, Heck, getting Luke Lachey, uh, Nico, Charlie, I mean, giving the ball to Tyler Goodson, IKM. Like, if you can get the ball in these guys' hands, this offense can be dangerous. This is arguably one of the best skill position groups that Iowa has ever had. If they can just get an average quarterback play, Iowa's going to be in a very good spot. You're going to hear me say that a lot, but it absolutely is 100% true. Iowa just needs average quarterback play to be a good football team this upcoming year. We are going to take a break. I know it was a short segment. Segment three is going to be quite a bit longer as we get through Kirk Ferentz's comments and talk about recruiting. Before we get into that, though, you know I got to tell you about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers at home. You have the access to rockauto.com at home. Why not save some time and some put some money in your pocket at rockauto.com? Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can save a ton of money. Look at this. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 at a chain store. It's $216 on rockauto.com. I personally have saved over $50 by buying engineer filters at rockauto.com, and I saved the time of not having to go to the store and get my parts. They were delivered directly to my door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, y'all, we are back for third and our final segment of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast today. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Kirk Ferentz's press conference that he did on the side. We talked about his official one yesterday, but we're going to talk about the side press conference. And there are some really key pieces here. We're going to get to recruiting here in a second, and we're going to get to vaccinations after that. But a couple things I wanted to get out of the way. Um, as far as the transfer portal, he says it, you know, the fact that 
players can play immediately. One time he said it does change his view on the transfer portal, but he's not out there shopping around. He can't do much about players wanting to leave. His biggest concern, though, is for players to think that the grass may be greener on the other side, and it isn't. Um, he said it's way too easy to surrender that first time it gets bumpy, um, but he doesn't feel too concerned about the transfer portal because when they've needed to go get a guy, it's typically worked out pretty well. Look at Makai Sargent. Look at Zach Van Valkenburg. Heck, look at Charlie Jones, a walk-on transfer as well. These are guys, Jack Heffin last year was a big-time contributor. It has worked out more often than it hasn't for the Iowa Hawkeyes to get transfer players in there, and they've done a really great job. Also, Ivory Kelly Martin sounds like injury-wise he is doing well. Logan Jones is not going to be ready for August. So that's the two injury updates. So we're going to get into vaccinations and recruiting. I don't want to get political. Just going to talk about vaccinations real quick. Um, though in regards to football, the Iowa football team is close to 70%, um, but it, Kirk is not mandating anything. What I think is interesting about this is they're obviously trying to articulate all the different important updates to the players, but this can become a competitive advantage for other teams. And so does Kirk. Kirk believes that as well. Other schools like Northwestern's at 95%. I believe Wisconsin is above 90%. Any guy who is not vaccinated is subject to testing and contact contact tracing. If they get a positive test, they are out for 10 to 14 days. They are not going to be playing that next weekend's football game if they get COVID. So that is something to keep in mind, um, which could be a competitive advantage if someone important on the team, a big-time player, let's say, God forbid, a Tyler Goodson or a Tyrone Tracy or you know Tyler Linderbaum, these big-time players in the Iowa football program, if they were to contract COVID, if they haven't gotten vaccinations, again, uh, and I guess Tyrone definitely has because he's actually said that. If they haven't, though, and they get COVID, they're out for those games. So it does become a competitive disadvantage for the Iowa football team. Now, again, I'm not advocating to get it. I'm just saying – just speaking the numbers at 70%, that is significantly lower than a 90 or a 95% for these other schools. And it did sound like they had a bout of COVID in June, where I think a lot of players kind of realized this could mean that I'm not playing if I get COVID. So maybe it is something I want to look into. But I do think that was interesting to hear a bit more about those uh, vaccination numbers. Now, moving over into recruiting, because recruiting was something I really wanted to hear more about coming into this Big Ten Media Days. And Kirk spoke a lot about it. First off, you mentioned there's a bigger story with this. First weekend in June that we had a lot of interest in, there was a guy that had a lot of interest in. Um, he visited a school and committed randomly. And it sounded like that really surprised us. He said guys are jumping before they had to. Mentioned that um, when teams are recruiting a player, they're basically telling them we have one spot and it's up to you to take it. If not, sorry, it's not going to be there. And that's forcing guys to commit sooner than they typically have seen in the past. And the fact that Iowa did not have their visits until the end of June definitely hurt them. So he said, if you wait till the end, you might not get a guy. He also mentioned that this was a weird year. The fact they, they do do better when they get to know people and have them in camps. They like to know what we are doing when we try to recruit. And he even mentioned, this one was a really interesting quote. He said, we had a group of 16 prospects on campus this June. A couple were good players and good people, but it just didn't seem like maybe they were going to be a good fit in our program. I can't remember that ever happening like that. That's a result of us not knowing people the way we know them or would normally know them during a normal recruiting cycle. Now, I'm not, I don't know who that specific comment was geared towards, but there were several guys that actually a decent chunk of guys who were on that official visit that ended up committing to other schools. Now they're not going to come out and say which guys that specifically was, but it does make you wonder, well, how many of those guys were, was Iowa not 
okay with. And um, you hear some of the rumors coming out, and you're like, well, maybe that there is some truth to the rumors that Iowa wasn't interested in those guys anymore, maybe didn't want them to commit to the University of Iowa. Uh, so that's also something to factor in. He also mentioned as far as negative recruiting, that it's a fact of life. People have always been, you know, found ways of being subtle about bad things. And he said, there's a story every year and you have to anticipate and address that. He mentioned a player who had came um, in the early June and had a lot of questions about the the racial bias issues and the fact that it was happening at the university of Iowa where that big, you know, all the big story came out and he said, they talked about it. They, you know, spoke agnosium with the, the, the prospect about it and their pa- their parents and the player ended up committing because they felt comfortable with what they were hearing. That's, the other side of that negative recruiting. You need to be able to handle that negative recruiting and be able to show progress and and whatnot. Keegan Johnson is a great example of that as well. Kirk has actually spoken a, a lot about Keegan and the fact that they didn't know whether or not they should be going to Iowa at that point, him and his family. But at the end of the day, they felt comfortable knowing what they knew, and Keegan is now thriving at the University of Iowa. He also said this class isn't going to be big. They don't have a lot of scholarships, but that they have found so many guys in their senior years, Bob Sanders, Desmond King, Josie Jewell, Anthony Hitchens, and George Kittle were all guys that he mentioned that they offered late in the process. And he mentioned that people improve in their senior years. We are going to get a class and there's going to be big time contributors. And this is really the point of me telling you this, this is really echoing a lot of the things I've said about recruiting. Now I would have loved to gotten a lot of those guys that said that Iowa in the top two and ultimately chose not to go to the university of Iowa. But I also am trying to trust in the process that this isn't going to be a big class. There's a lot of young guys on this team that are playing key roles. So there's not a lot of opportunity right away. And Iowa does a better job than almost anyone in the country in finding those under the radar guys and turning them into stars. That's what pick six previews their analytics said as well. Um, and what Iowa can do from a you know certain star prospect to turning them into draft picks. Um, it's what we've seen. You can see big examples there. Those are all draft picks. Those are big time players. Bob Sanders, Desmond King, Anthony Hitchens, George Kittle. I mean, those are big time players. And Josie Jewell, NFL guys who were found late in the process. So there are several guys Iowa is targeting now. They are going to get a class. They're going to get a good class. And they're going to find guys who are going to come here with a chip on their shoulder, ready to show what they're all about at the University of Iowa. So um, that is my soapbox for today. That is Kirk Ferentz talking about recruiting, kind of highlighting what I've also mentioned as well in several episodes of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. That does do it for our show today, but we will be back tomorrow. If there's more realignment news that breaks, we'll talk about it. But we'll also be talking about Fran McCaffrey and the extensions and a few other topics on tomorrow's show. So make sure to tune into that tomorrow on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We also have the NBA draft coming up, so you're going to want to get in on that. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And that does do it for our show today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at if you haven't already. And if you love the show, we would love for you to give us a five-star review. Let folks know why you love the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Have a fantastic Tuesday, and let's go Hawks.